everybody, welcome to episode 221 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am Cliff Johnson. I'm joined today by Dylan. He's making little things out of plastic. Uh, yeah, they're, it? it's a, it looks like this. Oh, it's, that's fancy. It's, it's like a living tree thing. It's a Blood Bowl tree man. It's a Blood Bowl tree man. It's pretty cool. Do you paint those? Yes, it will get painted eventually. Dylan's very talented. He's making things. He's a craftsman. A craftsman. Anyway, Colby's here too. He's not making Woo! anything. Are you making anything? Um, no. Would you <laughs> like to make something? No, no, I'm good. Okay. I'm yeah. good. You caught a bunch of rocks the other day, magnet fishing? I did catch some rocks, magnet I mean, that, that'd be like a pound of rocks. It, it wasn't. It just—it's fine, Cole. We can lie you just, here. You put the camera really close, and it makes it look way bigger. The way you do—it's fishing, Colby. So you always lie about the size of the rocks. They you were caught. pretty small. <laughs> I also right. can't tell if they were rocks or if I was like hooking onto something that was rusting, like a pipe or something that was just pulling off flex. That I still can't tell. Oh, I would have think that I would have gotten the pipe at some point. I don't know. Isn't that—is that part of the fun though? You just don't even know. Like I had something. Uh, when I was doing it, and like it's the first time I've ever like locked onto something big, and I couldn't get it out. I couldn't tell if it was stuck in the mud or if it was it was next to a pole, and I couldn't tell if it was something like in the pole uh, that I was hooking onto. I was I was very disappointed. I haven't been in a couple of weeks. I need to get back out there and catch a lot of nothing. Welcome to magnet fishing with your host. <laughs> I tell you, man, if we if put you the- want. Cast back in podcast <laughs> for like eighteen bucks. You can get a magnet fishing set off Amazon, maybe twenty. I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get a better magnet because I'm kind of wondering if I need like a slightly stronger magnet. Yeah, are you gonna go back that. to that same spot? It's your. It's your white whale now. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> <You have> to- <laughs> <laughs> Colby's Moby Dick is a rusted piece it's- of metal in a river. <laughs> It's a trash can just full of dirt at the bottom, so you can't lift it out. <laughs> Me and Queequeg are going to go back there. <laughs> I wish you the best, Call. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about video games today, too, in addition to magnet fishing. Uh, UK is know, on magnet fishing to... might, be more, just might be more fun. Magnet fishing, for something that is just stupid, I mean, like, I, we will talk I about video games in a minute. Yeah, but like for for I'm a sport, glitter. yeah, that is literally just casting a magnet into the water and seeing what garbage you pick up. It is shockingly fun. I will say that one of those rocks that I caught, like, caught a bag in between it and the thing. So I pulled out a bag. Wow, from the Jordan That's... River, and you didn't just throw it back. No. no. <laughs> I uh, catch and release. Yeah, exactly. I caught a washer, and uh, like, like a I'm like clothes washer, or uh, like a no, like a like a a washer that would you put between a bolt and a nut. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool! I got a washer. And Carter looked at it, and kind of picked it up. He's like, cool, and then threw it back in. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> we save these things. You better jump back in and get that <laughs> right. I I made him feel terrible for like three days. It was worth it. So I didn't even. I was out there and I didn't catch a thing. See, he needs to be. The the be best thing grateful. I've caught so far is I caught a like a hair barrette that was pink and it caught the the like little metal bit that crimps them together. But when and actually Carter caught it when he pulled it up, we thought we he'd caught a worm somehow. Like he'd like gushed the end of it and it was just like squished onto it. Like we didn't want to touch it. And then like wait, no, that's just a hair barrette. We pulled it off. I'm like okay, cool. That's 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 a win. So yeah, it's. 
Anyway, magnet fishing is great, but onward. Uh, UK is on its way to banning console scalping, which I think is great. I wish they would do that here. Um, they released GTA Five sales numbers again, and I did, who doesn't own this game already? That's what I want to find out. I'm less interested in how many they've sold and literally how many people just don't own this game. Well, the question uh, is, Anthem. how many copies do you own? Two. Two. I nah, it's... I think I, I have sold it on my 360. Three... I have it on Xbox One. I have it yeah. digitally on Xbox One, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I may... I think I have a copy on PC. I don't know. So I, I have I... three or four. I think I only own three, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Anthem might be dead by the time you read this. Uh, maybe next week. Uh, GoldenEye uh, almost came out on the Xbox 360. We'll talk about that. Um, there's a company called Embracer, Embracer, uh, which bought Gearbox. And at the time I wrote this, I'm like, who's Embracer? And I actually looked it up and now I know who they are. So we'll talk about that and that they purchased Gearbox. Uh, PS5 controllers are drifting and getting them fixed is not nearly as fun as it could be. And your new Xbox Series X or S controller has a, I don't want to say hidden feature like that might be overselling it. This isn't, you know, whatever, but it does something cool that you might not know about. It's great. We have questions from Megan, Fear 13, Triple Trouble 88, Rich Deacon, uh, Elsreth 52, Big Chappie, Joe Coleslaw, a couple cheap free games. Man, the Nintendo online games this month are so bad. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, and we got two entries in Troll Quarter this week because that's just the kind of week it is. Uh, but first off, we're going to talk about video games. Dylan's played some new ones and finished some old ones. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I actually finished Cyberpunk finally um, after completing, I think, I mean, 90% of the side quests. Sure. Um, that are not just like the gigs, I guess. Um, it's pretty good. Nice. Um, <laughs> it's I, a glowing endorsement. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good's um, good is good. It's yeah, good enough. I think pretty good is good. I mean, it's definitely, I think, worth playing. Um, I know there's different endings, I guess. Um, I don't care about different endings ever, I don't think. I'd rather just have one really good ending and just maybe end the game. Um, I don't know what really changes other than, like, there's a couple things that you make choices, I guess, that are vastly different than the other thing, so that probably affects it. Otherwise, I don't, yeah. I... Okay, so, so question. Yeah. Do you... Do you ever play replay games to get a better ending? Absolutely not. Do you ever watch videos of the good endings or the no. bad endings? Do I just take you, it as it comes. If you know that there is a good ending or a bad ending, do you ever look up the solutions in order to get the better ending? No. Interesting. How about you, Call? Um. So do you ever watch? Do you ever rewatch it to to do you ever play it again to get a better ending? I don't think I ever have. Okay. I, you... I might have played a game again and gotten a different ending, but not necessarily yeah. on purpose. Sure, fair. Do you ever watch the endings that you didn't get, like on YouTube? I don't think so. I made up like once or twice. Oh, I did on that uh, Call of Cthulhu game or whatever it was called. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Because I got the bad ending on that one. Yeah, I got <laughs> a pretty rough ending on that. That was the only game I might have thought about actually going back because it was like that's rough. Uh huh. Like that's that's Call of Cthulhu though. So I'm like, what what was the good ending? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think my guy just got like eviscerated. But yeah. uh, oh no. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you do you ever cheat to find out the better endings? 
Um, the only time I remember I, doing I shouldn't that, say cheating. That's, yeah, that's not the right Look way it up it. to see. I, yeah. I remember doing that for the suicide mission in Mass Effect 2, mostly yep. because I wanted everyone to survive. Yep. But Me too, I, except you know, for... That was in your for, that was in your first run through. We were just like, he, woo, shooting guns in the air, and not caring about anyone but yourself. I wanted everyone to live, but unfortunately, Rex, 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 Rex was already dead. So <laughs> there was only so much I could do. I uh, I personally would never replay a game to get a better ending because that's dumb. Uh, but uh, not often. But I definitely have watch to see what the other endings are like i know specifically layers of fear i did because i was curious like that game's so hard to get the good ending um that i i know i looked at the better one for that it was not significantly different i've done that a few times and i almost always cheat (laughs) like if i come up to a a problem that i'm like what is the outcome of this moral dilemma absolutely like if i know i'm playing yeah i might do that If I know I got to a point where, like, this question seems important, (laughs) I look up the answer almost every time, Um, (laughs) which is, like, actually, and that's one of the things I hated most about The Witcher 3, is The Witcher 3, your moral, like, your game-impacting moral decisions were on a countdown timer. Mm -hmm. So you had 15 seconds to choose them, and if you chose the wrong one, you just chose the wrong one. But also, like, there were a couple times where I, like, put down my controller and wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And <laughs> got to one, and all of a sudden it counted down. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I didn't get the best ending in The Witcher 3. <laughs> all right, Dylan, what else are you playing? Um, I picked up Immortals Phoenix Rising, oh. um, which is on sale everywhere right now. So oh, is it? It's like, 30, yeah, it's like 35 bucks right now. Um, yesterday. If you're someone that kind of liked Breath of the Wild, but there's certain specific things you really hate about it, this game is for you. <laughs> um, it literally... I don't know if it's like... It's not exactly Breath of the Wild, but there's a lot of inspiration from it, and sure. it literally fixes everything that you have that you complain that you complain about Breath of the Wild. Um, your weapons do not break. Um, there's no weather dependent clothes or needing to eat food for things um when you collect your mushrooms and things um you go to the cauldron and you go craft max and it just crafts the maximum amount of potions and has one little skippable cutscene that is skippable skippable (laughs) um when you make all the potions at once so of your four different potions i just made 24 potions and i watched one tiny cutscene, and actually i skipped it um (laughs) so the combat is i think the combat's the only thing that's kind of lacking um but it's still an improvement over breath of the wild which combat is just not very good nor is there much enemy variety there's not a lot of enemy enemy variety i don't know why i'm struggling to say enemy variety um not a lot of enemy variety in this game either i'm still pretty early but i've also already put 12 14 hours into it i guess um i highly recommend it uh, it, it has that same flavor and feel and you're you're going after vaults and finding hidden things um, but almost everything you find is actually has some sort of value whether it allows you to upgrade yourself upgrade your armor um, upgrade your abilities I guess sure. um, so you're always improving um, so I think that's more enjoyable that rather than just 
because I don't know what in Breath of the Wild, what do you do? You get more health and more stamina. Yep. I think you get more health and stamina in this. It's very similar. So you can climb everything. Um, but it's, I think it's more forgiving instead of just like, I don't know, falling off the face of a cliff. Cause again, you have stamina potions. So if you're halfway up a mountain, you just chug the potion and you can make it up the rest. Oh, that's um, awesome. So it's pretty easy and it, it kind of, it makes it so you're not just going to get punished for those silly things that were really frustrating in Breath of the Wild. Um, and it's Greek mythology, so, I mean, that's a bonus, too. Um, and it, it's really a more funny game, I guess, than it is serious. Like, it's pretty, like, the gods are joking, and it's narrated by Zeus and Prometheus. So they're just constantly cracking jokes the whole time. So it's a, it's a pretty light tone. So, I mean, I think it's good for any anybody really to play this um it's definitely not god of war um brand of just violence um sure i i think it's definitely worth checking out though and cross saves so if you wish to pick it up on a different console later you can you just push it to you connect it to your ubisoft account and you just push it up and you can pull it down on any system so i've I pushed it to one uh, to the cloud. I pulled it down on my other switch because I ran out of battery. Um, <laughs> so I just just to test it out more than actually like I couldn't. It was too lazy to plug it in. But That's yeah, cool. if you want to, if I wanted to get it on my Xbox, I could pull the save down there and play in 4K on the big TV. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, has a lot I, going for it. I watched a uh, friend of the show, Polly Nerdic. Uh, stream it a couple times on his Twitch stream and uh, or maybe just once and it looked super fun it looked really yeah. it looked like a little less serious than Assassin's Creed um, which yeah. I think is kind of what I want like it just looked yeah, it's f- fun the graphics are kind of I don't know a little rounder you know yeah just looks it's good. not quite Breath of the Wild like it's not quite as pretty um, yeah. a slightly different aesthetic but it's somewhere in between that and Assassin's Creed with just a big map that you can explore and collect things yeah. and climb to the high things. You can see the other things and there's a lot of things like a lot of things to find. So when you ping them all, you can run around and go find them and the puzzles are pretty good. Um, I think it's just kind of just the right amount of challenge. Generally, some of them are harder than others, but um, maybe I'll uh... definitely check it out. I've been kind of wanting to get it, and I, I wish it had, it went down to thirty bucks physical, and I, I didn't buy it because I wanted to. I, I thought my kid might want to play it, and his Xbox is a digital only, so I wish it had gone thirty digital. But I don't know. I'm playing enough stuff right now. I don't know if I actually need another game, but I'm kind of tempted to just like do a month of the Ubisoft um, subscription thing, and then I could play it for fifteen bucks. So. Well, and I'd also there is say- a demo too, so oh, you can nice. download the demo and play it and see if you hate it. I would also say that this is like the the second time now I've seen it at thirty five, and yeah. so it's not It'll like get it's you know. Sooner. Well, it's not like it's not going on sale. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks good. Looks really good. You picked it up, Cole? Yeah, yeah. I had uh, some. Uh, uh, I used some gift cards. Nice. Got yeah. it for cheap. I don't know. We'll see. I uh, I've got a handful of games that I kind of want to get out of the way. Like I want to beat. Uh, Maneater, and I kind of want to beat um, Squadrons maybe before I buy another game, but I'm not playing either of those right now, so 
I don't know. Um, do you want to talk about Crashlands for a sec, Carl? I'm just going to throw out, you don't have to beat Squadrons. Yeah, I know. But, like, I I think the problem is, Call is I'll be completely honest. So, I have purchased, like, three games, I guess I would say. Like, in the last year, <laughs> I've bought Borderlands 3, Squadrons, and Maneater, I guess, sort of. Um, like, I got Squadrons and Maneater as a gift. But those are, like, the, the handful of games that I really wanted to own that weren't Game Pass games, and I didn't really do anything with Borderlands, and I also didn't do anything with Squadrons, which tells me two things. One, I should just stop buying games, because maybe that's like a loser's, you know, kind of gambit there, but I don't I don't know. Anyway. I only buy, like, $5 games now. Yeah, well, and I think that's the thing is, is I find that that's what I'm really kind of being drawn to, so. I bought a I game know. last night called Roomba First Blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a Roomba that kills um you you play as the Roomba and you kill people who break into the house but then have to clean up the blood. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that it was like three dollars. I'm like, well I'm buying that for the name alone. <laughs> like I don't care if it's a good name or a bad name, like you had me sold. That's amazing. Tell me about Crashlands. Crashlands is great. <laughs> I don't know if I talked about this last week. Um, Last week you were at the like, I don't know, Crashland uh, seems like there's something, but I'm not sure if it's I, there. I couldn't remember if that was uh, if that was last week or the week before. Um, yeah, no, like, remember how I said, like, ah, it's kind of slow, but I think, like, it'll pick up and I'll love it? Yeah. It picked up and I love it. Nice. Um, once I kind of figured out some of the systems and, like, was able to, like, upgrade armor and get my pet going and stuff, like, I'm like, oh, this is like Colby Crack and <laughs> have only been playing that. So Colby sent me uh, a screenshot of, <laughs> I think, pants, yeah. but they might also be slippers. I, I don't really understand how these work. So they're called Mylance. Mm -hmm. They're level 15 pants, but the insides of these slippers are slippery. So I don't understand what kind of pant slippers you're wearing. Well, well they're like, I assume, uh, pants with foot feet in them. Like ah, okay. Pants, so yeah. Colby, Colby got some footy pants. Um, the when you walk, it sounds like someone chewing a mouthful of mayonnaise. <laughs> that's the kind of writing you can expect from Crashlands, and I absolutely adore that. That's the description. It's, yeah, it's a it's a really fun game. Um, I'm probably fifteen hours into it now. Did um, we ever decide what kind of game this is, Cole? So, like, the best way I can describe it is that I've come up with is imagine Terraria, but top down. Oh, okay. So you're not digging, that. you're exploring and finding uh, stuff so that you can build better stuff so that you can go farther. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Did you guys hear, I didn't actually put it in the show notes because I wasn't really planning on talking about it, but did you hear about the, like, dude from Terraria? He's, like, one of the co-founders of that company who got locked out of his Google account, and he's like, fine, we're just never putting anything out on Google ever again. We're canceling yep. our Stadia port of Terraria, like, taking our shit and going home. I'm like, huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> thought maybe Google could. Well, whatever. Good, good enough. All right. Is that really the only game you played this week, Cole? You yeah. Sick? Uh, yeah. It's because I've I've only been playing that. Like I oh. I keep going. Like I should play Haven. Like my kids asleep now, and I'm like, or I could play Crashlands. Yeah. I read a really interesting article the other day about Haven. It's a game that I think I'm gonna have to go back to. It looks interesting. Um, I played the Medium this week, which is the new. Um, Okay, so I'm. This is a ten-hour game, and I'm five hours into it. And it's. I was gonna say it's the new horror game from um, Bloober Team, the folks that made um, Layers of Fear and 
like Blair Witch, but the the game's not scary, really. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind so, of what I've heard. Like it's more of a thriller. Yeah, than a well, game. and not even like yeah. I mean, and there's some. So the 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 setup of this game is you are you're Polish, um, and you the game opens with you in your father's apartment and you're trying to find his like tie tack because your dad's dead um and your dad is a then why uh, does he need the tie tack because he wants you wanted to bury him in it and so but he's a uh, a mortician and so you've grown up in a in a mortuary like your entire life um and you you realize pretty soon um that you're also a, a medium of some sort of you can see essentially not only can you see dead people, but you can see the like the world of the dead, um, and and you realize that pretty quick because you you see your dad and talk to him and and like you've spent your entire life trying to like help people um, across like you know to to cross over I guess, um, and like the the whole setup of this game like the the big. Like the reason I think people heard about it is is they're they're talking a ton about how like you can see the real world and the spirit world together and like you can see you know both at the same time and it took the power of the Xbox Series X in order to be able to do that and like that's true you do see that but it's not like like I figured it was going to be like a button press and I was going to be like switching between the worlds or you know seeing them both at the same time and like it's not that like you just occasionally get kind of ripped into both of them to solve a puzzle and of the like like i said five hours that i've spent playing this game you maybe have spent 20 minutes in both of them um and it's cool when it happens um but honestly it's almost more cool when like you can switch between them like walking through mirrors um you can like leave your physical body and go into the spirit world um kind of on demand some of the time um and, and really what you're trying to do is just solve this this mystery. You get called to this abandoned, um, like, communist vacation hotel um, that has been abandoned. And there's been rumors about it of, you know, all these terrible things. And you're, you're just kind of trying to solve what's going on there. And it's not, it's not that it's not scary. It's maybe more like like spooky like i mean if you can imagine what it would be like to wander around by yourself through a giant abandoned hotel where people have obviously been murdered and that there's also ghosts because you can see ghosts like yes that would be scary but as the person playing it like there's there's been one jump scare in the game and that's it um that's the only time i would have even said like i was like oh um the rest of it's just been kind of atmospheric um and it's not that's not a bad thing necessarily i just i was expecting it to be scarier i guess like layers of fear is maybe not like i don't want to say i was terrified playing layers of fear but that game was like psychologically scary um there was things happening around you that were creepy and this is more just like hey everything's abandoned it's kind of different um i've that that being said um i've really enjoyed it so far it's really it's an interesting story it's compellingly done the only real negatives i've i have to say about it um besides that maybe the hype was a little bit overhyped is that it, it makes the I don't I the first one I don't know if it's a mistake. Like as Colby pointed out when I told him about it, he's like, that's just how horror games are. Like you don't control your own camera angles, which I find just incredibly obnoxious. Um it's like you walking through a scene a lot of the time. Um 
and that's just it's annoying to me more than anything else because I think we've gotten to the point in almost every other game where you do control your own camera angles, especially in a in a third person game. So it's more just like disorienting to me when I sit down and I start using the other joystick and it just doesn't do anything. Um, but it's fine. And actually, the the camera angle I've I've yet to run into a problem where the camera angles were bad. So like. It's annoying, but it's not like the end of the world because at least it's not like you can't control your own camera and they're terrible. Um, it's not Resident Evil. It's not Resident Evil. Exactly that. Um, and the other thing I think that it does not well is there is this, there's a bad guy. There's a there's a, a giant like kind of like energy demon almost like it, they, they kind of intimate that he's like. He's not really a person. He's like, you know, what happens when fear and loathing and um, all those stuff personify. It's called, I think, the Maw. And, like, he chases you. If he sees you, he'll chase you. And I think that's supposed to be scary. But when you couple him chasing you through areas where you don't control the camera angle, it's really mostly just frustrating because he catches you. And he catches you a lot. And then you have to wait for the game to reload. Um, and the load times aren't terrible, but like it's, it, it, you're, you're starting to kind of see the, oh, hey, what's the load time? Like load times on Xbox One games are super fast. Xbox X games aren't quite as fast. Um, so he catches you and then you've got like a 10 or 15 second load time and then he catches you, but you get a little further and there's a 10 or 15 second load time. And I think... I think what it's supposed to be doing to you is like, it's scary because this thing's chasing me, but really more it's, I've already seen him. He's already caught me and eating me 15 times. I know that there's nothing scary here because I just get to do it again. Um, And so to me, like that's a, it's the same problem I had with Little Nightmares is I thought Little Nightmares was really an interesting game, but doing something 10 times isn't scary. It's frustrating. It's, it's way... I would way rather have it set up where you just barely make it every time. Like, that's scary to me. Um, but it's not scary if you just barely make it on your eighth time through. Um, have you tried getting good? I mean, part of it is getting good, but the other part of it is um, sometimes you can't really see the angles um, because of, like, specifically the first time he chases you, you start out with you running towards the camera, I believe. And then, like, the camera switches so you're running away. <laughs> and but, but the joystick doesn't the, change, so yeah, you Yeah, and it does that way. a lot. But also, then you, like, run into... There's these kind of, um, like, moths that are, are not real moths. They're, like, spirit energy or something. And so if you run into them, they burn you. Um... And so there's some of those in front of you, and you don't really realize that there's actually a turn you can make. And so then you find out that there's a turn. So the next time you run through, you're running away, then you're running tw- through, and then you make the turn. And then you run down a couple more halls, and then you're like, oh, and more moths. Where's the turn? Um, and so it's 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 less like getting good and more like you have to do it a few yeah. times because you have to figure out what the pattern is. And that's just not – like, that's not fun. It's not <laughs> – I, I, I don't know. It's It's okay. Um, but besides that, the game's great, and it's free. It's on Game Pass. So, so interestingly, so it was released on January twenty eighth. On January twenty mm-hmm. third, uh, or January thirtieth, they uh, reported that it had uh, made all production and marketing costs back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm I, guessing part of that is just money from Game Pass. 
Oh yeah, and I would part assume of it so. Is from sales. Yeah, and I mean it's good if you like if you like horror game. Well, I would actually say even if you don't. I mean, and take take this with a grain of salt. I'm only halfway through it. Maybe it gets super scary in the back half, but uh, it's 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 spooky. It's not scary. It's it's a lot of fun and it's well done. It's really a, quite attractive. Um, the puzzles are interesting. Um, there's a lot of puzzles, obviously, that involve you going to the spirit world and then coming back to the real world and then going to the spirit world and so on and so forth. About the only thing, really, that I found not even scary but, like, kind of gross is when you're in the spirit world sometimes, there are these giant, like, I don't know, hanging pieces of skin that you have to cut through. And, uh, it's and like, it's not fast. Like, it's... It, it literally feels like you're cutting through like a giant piece of skin with a like a, a razor knife, and it's kind of gross. Like that that might be the only really gross part of that game, but it's fun. I, I, I'm I'll finish it up this weekend. So far, I'd recommend it. So we'll go there. Uh, anything other games you guys have played? Or is that it? That's it. That's it. All right, let's talk about Patreon. You can go to Patreon.com/slash Bite Me Podcast. Support this little thing we do every week. Uh, we have $1 tiers, $3 tiers, $5, $7 tiers. There's no $5 tier. $7 tiers and $10 tiers. Uh, you know, we use it to do things like uh, pay for the software that we're using to talk to each other right now and keep our website running, so on and so forth. What's Why so funny, Why is there Cole? no $5 tier? I don't know. You know, I, <laughs> I would assume that when I set this up like two and a half years ago, three years ago, I had an idea. I don't know what that idea was. I really don't, so... <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I can add one. I don't know what it would be for. I Is there not a custom amount on there? I, I don't... You do custom? I think so, because one of our patrons actually pays more than $10, I think. Um, That's my favorite patron. I don't yeah, know which one it is, but it's, it's my favorite. Uh, it, you don't have to tell. It's just my favorite. He knows, or she okay. knows. I mean, it, it is based on all these names, he knows. He knows, yeah. I, they I've know. Been, they know. I've actually been watching our uh, our podcast stats. Um, on Spotify, because Spotify is the only place that uh, actually tracks gender. Um, and our podcast, like, a year and a half ago had, like, uh, it was, like, a 99 to 1 <laughs> male to female ratio. Out of mild curiosity, how does it know? I don't know. I, you Maybe you sign up when <laughs> like, you... I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. None of them have been like, hey, hey. What's up down there? Well, it's it's via Spotify, so I'm not maybe oh, Sp- Spotify maybe Spotify does. asks you, um, or maybe it's like I don't know. He listens to a lot of things from the Lilith Fair. It's probably a chick. I don't I don't know. I'm not sure how it knows, but but our our like male to female ratio has been, I won't say steadily increasing or decreasing, but uh, I think we're at like ninety three to seven now, or ninety four to seven. So. Um, I guess that I mean I think that's great. I wish it was more like fifty fifty. That would be that would make more sense. But uh, our our top tier producer patrons do not actually. They kind of do reflect that, really. I guess. Um, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, our patrons, thank you. Ten dollar producers are John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer. Alan Schulte and Joe Cold Jr. We greatly appreciate you and all of our other patrons. Again, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to, you know, support us and, and make me smile. That's really, that's what you're doing. It's a, it's a smile every time. All right, Dylan. News. We missed you last week, sir. Yeah. Doing the important news calling. Uh, so 
We've talked about this a little teeny bit. I think maybe we've more talked about this conceptually. Uh, I think we can all agree that console scalping is a problem. Like, what did we figure out last... Was it last week we talked about it, Cole? Where, like, 30... No, it was $50 million worth of consoles had been scalped in, like, the last three months. It was just, like, Xbox... Series X and S and PS5s, it was 50 or $60 million worth of them, um, like 15% of all consoles total. Um, so in the UK, Douglas Chapman, who is an MP, I don't remember what that means, I guess. is it, That means he's in Parliament, member he's of Parliament? He's military police. I'm I don't think sure. that's what it means, maybe. Um, but he actually brought forth a bill to ban uh, gaming hardware scalping in the UK. So it's called the uh, Game Hardware Automatic Purchase and Resell Bill. Uh, essentially will make it illegal to scalp uh, scalp consoles. Apparently, in the UK, they already have a, a one for tickets, which I think would also be good. Um, speaking about it, he said, we've proposed that a similar legislative process be brought t- forward to ensure that consumers can purchase gaming consoles and computer components at no more than the manufacturer's recommended price and that resale of goods purchased by automated bots would be made illegal. Um, apparently, the rule is not very likely to pass, <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, I can, I guess I can get f- okay with message bills when they're, you know, maybe a message that needs to be said i don't know do you guys think that like is that something that should be made illegal like i i'm not i'm not sure more laws are let me let me rephrase laws like that seem like they could cause problems if they were not done correctly but maybe done what do you think the chances are they'll be done correctly well i'm guessing a hard zero but i mean i guess even what if what if the rule was you cannot sell a console for more than msrp within the first two years of it coming out like that seems you know, it, it it makes it so like, hey, maybe collectibles twenty years from now could be sold for more than MSRP, but for the immediate life of a console, you wouldn't get screwed immediately. Like, hey, I don't know if you've seen our lawmakers recently, Cliff, but they're all like a hundred and fifty years old. Um, they probably would call them all Nintendos. So, <laughs> Super I don't Nintendo know. Chalmers. Yeah, like it, it just seems like. Uh, can we wait for them to die before we do any sort of, like... Legislation around yeah. video games? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think re- actually probably what would be more likely to happen, Cole, is you'd pass the bill that would make it illegal to scalp video games, but there would be some sort of weird writer on there that either would, like, add a bunch of, like, military funding <laughs> <laughs> or... Somehow Raytheon got uh, $20 billion out of this. We're not really sure. Or, like, some sort of weird thing that would, like, ban violence in video games or something. There'd be some sort of weird yeah. writer that would get attached to it, and you're like, yay! Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? Can a Bill Milkshake Duck, is that, like, a, <laughs> yes. that a thing? <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. I guess... It sounds nice. It sound in a perfect world where things weren't stupid. It seems like a really good idea. Unfortunately, I think it'd be nice if people would just let other people have consoles. God, right? Have you guys heard about the like, Pokemon Happy Meal stuff? No, I heard that Pokemon is coming to Happy Meal. But Pokemon, that's all I know, is in Happy Meals, 
And it's like, I think 50 cards that are exclusive to kids meals. And so people are like lining up at McDonald's at like 5 a.m. to buy kids meals. And they're like to the point of where people are just buying kids meals, taking the card out and throwing away the food. Um, <laughs> all, all the like people, the homeless people so outside are like, awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but apparently, like the the complete sets of cards are selling for between like six hundred and a thousand dollars on eBay. So if I mentioned I hate people, <laughs> like I know I've said it at least once today to my wife, but I figure <laughs> I'd just make that like a public opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's, people can't have nice things, and there are reasons. Uh, I kind of spe- want a happy meal though. Yeah, I could go for some nugs. Dude, all uh, I know is that if a kid gets a Happy Meal with a like Pokemon card in it, she's either going to be like, oh, awesome, and just like immediately not do anything with it, or be like, where's the toy? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of nice things, I thought it was going to be my segue before Colby interrupted me, but that's okay. It's not, it wasn't a very good segue anyway, so it's okay. Uh, GTA and GT Online... GTA Online, <laughs> Online. I told you, man. Like today is not my day for talking. Uh, have just had their best year since the game launched in 2013. <laughs> so we're never seeing GTA Six, right? We all know that, right? Like, I think the so rumor I, is it's going to get announced this year, though. I I will say two things. Uh, GTA Five has sold 140 million u- units to date, which is more than 10 million units since May can, of last year. <laughs> can I can I point out something? Yeah, in the like PS3, PS4, like you know Xbox 360, there were three GTA games, <laughs> and in the last three console generations, there has been one. One. <laughs> More units of GTA 5 were sold in 2020 than in any other year except for the game's launch year of 2013. <laughs> like, who is like, hey, have you heard about this new game, GTA 5? Like, yeah, it, it was released in 2013. 2020, oh, well, I think 2020 had the, high, the game's highest participation rate in both new and returning players, and its revenue is up 28% year over year for the quarter. The good news, Colin, you ready for the good news? Take what? Two has reaffirmed its commitment to releasing GTA 5 <laughs> on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Thank God. <laughs> In the second half of 2021. <laughs> do, do you think uh, uh, Who Makes Skyrim are just like, Bethesda. sons of bitches, how do they do it? <laughs> like... <laughs> We get crap when we put Skyrim on a toaster and they get, you know, they sell 20 million more copies. I don't know, man. I GTA is a very good game. Let me let me let me say this. Grand Theft Auto single player is terrific. Grand Theft Auto Online is the biggest cluster I've ever been involved with in Anyone who's ever played that game and enjoyed it can, like, legally cannot complain about anything else ever because it doesn't work. (laughs) Like, I mean, it just doesn't work. Like, half the time you can't join people you want to play with. The other half, you'll set up private servers and all of a sudden there's 80 other people killing you. Like, the money makes no sense. Like, I blew through, like, a million dollars in credits just by dying a bunch. Like, If you have more than two people, I don't believe you can play in the same thing together. Because we never did. Colby and I and Kalen tried to get that game working 
with three people for <laughs> five consecutive weekends, six consecutive weekends, and then we got it working exactly once. I, did we? Yeah, because remember, remember we did that. Remember that awesome boat chase where you were running, driving the boat, and we were shooting down That's helicopters right. and stuff yep. on the boat. Yep. Yeah, like that was amazing. I I must have taken like ten videos from that. <laughs> I took that video and I think like made a super cut of it because it was so awesome. Um, but like, yeah, it never worked at any other time besides that. So <laughs> anyway, Grand Theft Auto, man, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of a game that did not do well, <laughs> uh, Anthem. Have you guys played Anthem lately? No. no. I played it about a month ago. That game's really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's so disappointing that it just... Like, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was that Anthem just got kind of a bad buzz because, like, er, people played it in that, like, 10-hour, like, EA lets you play games early. Or if it was just it wasn't Destiny or if it wasn't The Division or... I don't know what. I wish I, I, wish I could pinpoint from other people what what wasn't good about it, but it was fun. I mean, it's still fun. And they've been working on, I think they call it Anthem Next, Anthem New, Anthem Future. I don't I don't remember what it was. Um, Anthem <laughs> Next was supposed to be their like, hey, we're, we're taking all your feedback and we're pushing it into Anthem. We're going to relaunch it. It's going to be great. And apparently um, EA executives are going to be reviewing Anthem Next next week and deciding whether... Um, it will ever see the light of day. <clears throat> Should we put odds on it now? What do you think? Yes or no, Cole? Anthem next. Does it just get killed? Uh, probably. Dylan. Put a fork in it. <laughs> I uh, also, like it's EA. Come on. Like what? what is the other choice? I, so I, I would guess that the, the Anthem you're playing right now will be the Anthem you play forever. But I guess that's the other question too is... Do you think they'll shut down the servers, or do you think Anthem th servers stay online? I would guess the servers stay up. For a year? I have no idea. Two years? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? I I just don't imagine a world where this game is... Uh, I, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's good. Well, you can play it for free on Game Pass right now. Will the servers need to be up to play single player? My guess is that you always connect to a server regardless of whether you're playing online or not. I would guess, but I, I don't know. Um, and it's a possibility that it's all peer-to-peer, -to -peer too. It does, it, yeah. does, it does strike me that maybe part of the problem with this originally is that people were mad that there weren't dedicated servers for it. So maybe that's part of the problem, or maybe that was part of the problem, and that may actually in the long run be the thing that allows it to stick around. But I mean, I don't know if anyone's playing this anymore anyway, but I played it the other day, and it's super fun. Like, the, the lore is pretty good. The gameplay still feels pretty great. Um, it's definitely enjoyable. It's just a bummer that, you know, it just didn't kind of work out. And, like, I think the thing is, is I recall distinctly me and you playing it for about two weeks and then the division two coming out and we were mm -hmm. like oh we should play the division yep. two that's not bad at all we'll, we'll play we'll play anthem on saturday and division yeah. two on sunday and then it yeah. was like we should just play the division two it's better yeah yeah so i don't know it's a bummer but it happens i guess um so i've never played goldeneye really which is a weird thing to say i mean i've played it for maybe 
I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. Um, I think you and I were playing it on your new Nintendo 64 when my dog chewed through your controller cable and yep, we didn't con- right. get to continue playing that. Um, did you guys know that it almost was released on the Xbox 360? Do you want to hear a fun fact? Yes. Technically, it was released on the Xbox 360. Explain. Um, they redid the game, um, like like kind of like an HD thing, and I'm pretty sure it got released to the uh, the 360. Like they added in um, Daniel Craig. Yeah, and so that's actually what we're talking about. It actually, oh, is it that one? Yeah, it actually was never released. Oh, um, yeah, it did get canceled. Yeah, and so this is really interesting. Apparently, so the the kind of the reason this kind of came out is it actually leaked. Um, I think this week or last week. So you can actually play this version on the PC now, I believe, mm. um, or a version close to this. So they got it out, got it running, um, and it's it's playable on PC. But uh, the the really interesting part of this is it was actually going to be an Xbox 360 release, and they it was it was literally to the point of where it was almost done. The the they interviewed some folks and said that they there was like 90 bugs left to fix, which probably to you and I sounds like a lot, but like I probably mean. Not. Yeah, Cyberpunk shipped with more than that, so it's uh, it was close. And uh, apparently, what happened was they kind of ran it up the chain at Nintendo, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do this. We'll license it. No big deal." And then it got really close to being done, and they ran it up like one further rung. And someone at Nintendo said, "There is no way in hell we are ever going to be releasing Nintendo six or releasing GoldenEye on a platform that isn't Nintendo. GoldenEye will not come out on the Xbox." And so they canceled the entire project. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, it did so well on the Wii. Is that is that a different GoldenEye than the Wii one? Nope. It's the same game. So it did it got re-released on the Wii as well. Yeah, it got re- yeah. it got released on the Wii. Because I played that, I have the special edition golden controller. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I had no idea that actually existed. It's actually a gold controller. Yeah, that's super. It's like cool. the because uh, you know how they had the like a cl- it's a classic controller. Like you plug it, you would plug them into the the nunchuck or not the nunchuck, the Wii Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it would give you a, a normal classic pad and yeah it was gold so that's cool so i have a gold classic wii controller that I, was came boxed with golden eye that's super interesting i did not even know that that existed so the version on the nintendo was up from the nintendo 64 so it was probably a similar code base if not the same code base yeah. as this then interesting I, I didn't know that. i'm having like a weird mandela effect because i swear that this was released for the 360 arcade interesting like, i don't know yeah no it uh it doesn't I mean, it, yeah, maybe it it's a lie, but yeah, it didn't like, I don't know. But for some reason in my head, like it was like, oh yeah, it was an arcade game, but it's just never been anything but an arcade game. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It I mean, never got released. So it's, uh, it, it also just could be that weird. Like, I mean, my guess is that it got, if it was that close to release, you'd probably been reading about it uh-huh, in like, you know, be. yeah, magazines and stuff back then. So yeah, weird. But, uh, apparently if you, you want to dig it up it's available, uh, online to play on a PC as well. So, uh, so we talked about this a little bit, uh, Borderlands and I'll be honest, like if I'd realized who Embracer was, I might have um, not buried the lead quite as deep on this one. Like this, I guess the thing is, it's weird when Microsoft buys Bethesda. Like that's a big deal. Um, some 
you know, Embracer? Who are they? Buys Gearbox for $1.3 billion. And I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. I almost didn't put it in the show notes at all. But Embracer is actually um, THQ Nordic AB. So, yeah, they own a lot of companies. They own Saber Interactive. They own THQ Nordic. They own uh, Coke Media, the folks who are not affiliated with the Coke brothers at all, but uh, do like the... um, Oh, shoot. Those GTA games that aren't GTA games. Um, Saints Row. Saints Row. I, Saints Row, man, I have the weirdest mental block of the, those games. I just don't remember what they're called, and I love them. Um, they own a, a couple other studios as well. So they're a huge company in Sweden that has been on kind of like a buying kick for like the last year or so. Like I, I think the article I got in said there was actually a day last year where they bought 13 companies in a single day, um, like small game studios. They've just been kind of pushing them together. But I think they're also the ones that have been buying up like assets from other studios, like a studio went under and so they bought like the license rights for those kind mm-hmm. of things. Um, but apparently they just bought Gearbox, which obviously uh, makes the uh, Borderlands franchises. Um, or I guess it's probably just a single franchise, really. Um, a, a multiple games inside a franchise. And apparently, like, Randy Pitchford has been approached numerous, numerous, numerous times to sell Gearbox and uh, has always turned him down. And I guess probably he, maybe he needed more money to go to... Um, magicians? Medieval magicians times. and, like, the Knights of the Round Table. Um food places what are those what are those called medieval, uh, times. medieval times yeah he ran out of medieval, medieval times money or flash drive money or something i don't know um did you guys ever see the zoom meeting that randy pitchford was in whereas he, he was just in like an entirely empty room and all that was in it was one of those like magic spheres you can like touch and the like the electricity zaps up to your hands no yeah it's randy pitchford anyway um what they're what saying is called Say that again? What I don't, those I don't know, man. I have no idea. Um, a lot of it uh, really appears to just be that they want to use the investment from this to, uh, I don't want to say take risks, but to probably branch out into other things besides Borderlands to, to do some stuff that they haven't been able to do, you know, self-funding. So Randy Pitchford will still be in charge of the company. Um, and they're just going to use this kind of investment to do some stuff they've wanted to do for a while and haven't been able to. So that's that's what you need to know is Embracer is a company you've actually heard of. It's THQ Nordic, and uh, they now own Gearbox. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. I, I think my favorite thing that I heard about this is it's probably best that Randy Pitchford now actually has a boss, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, can can we be completely honest and just say like I am shocked, just shocked that nobody has come out and said that like Randy, like people have come out and said Randy Pitchford's weird. And there's like kind of these weird rumors that Randy Pitchford and his wife run like weird sex parties at their mansion. Um, like, I don't know if it's true. I, like what you do in your own time's fine. Um, but like, are you shocked that nobody's come out and said like, yeah, Randy Pitchford like showed me his dick in, you know, a meeting one time. Like <laughs> that's what I'm surprised about because he just, he has that energy. Like, I don't know. I, I just all I, like him just like pulling up the laptop. Look, it's magic. And you being like, dude, I'm at work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, no, I agree. Randy Pitchford should probably have a boss. Um, also, I think you should know. 
that I am at Kutaku right now. I'm going to talk about uh, PS5 controllers drifting, and there's an ad for sex toys on this page. I'm, I'm very confused about yeah. what's going on here. Uh, so PS5 controllers um, are not out. They've not been out for very long at all, and apparently they're already drifting and drifting pretty bad. Um which I guess happens. Like, I think at this point, we just have to accept that no one will ever invent a controller ever that doesn't drift. Um, but apparently PlayStation's making it incredibly difficult to actually replace them. Um, not only does it often take like a significant amount of time to actually get a hold of someone to allow you to get them back because their phone lines are being overrun by people trying to find PS5s. Like their their support channels literally are being overrun with people saying, I want a PS5 and can't get one. Which I mean, like I've wanted a lot of things. I've never thought to just call the company's support <laughs> line to say like, hey, do you guys have any? Do you know where any are? Um, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but apparently they're very hard to get a hold of. And then once you get a hold of them, you pay for shipping on the way back to send back your controller, which I've got to think is still under warranty, right? <laughs> you think so. <laughs> so, um, that's crap. And then they, they do pay return shipping, which is nice, well, nice. I guess. <laughs> um, but I mean, I can actually tell you, uh, because I just sent my uh, Elite controller back because it had stick drift as well to get replaced. And the process with Microsoft was literally I submitted a form. They said, oh, okay, that sucks. Bummer. Here's a here's a shipping label. Drop this off at the UPS store and we'll send you a new one. And my new one will be here tomorrow. So, like, compare and contrast, the, the Microsoft one is easier significantly significantly easier and i didn't pay shipping either direction and i'll have a new pro controller tomorrow but the only weird thing is, is they don't you don't send back the like removable bits like all the like the thumbsticks and stuff i actually kept and they're just going to send me another one with none of those things and i'll put my current ones on i guess they probably just don't want to worry about losing yeah fiddly bits but i remember when i i had a problem with my uh one of my Xbox controllers and I just like took it to an Xbox store I'm like hey I'm having a problem they're like cool can we see your receipt I'm like here it is they're like cool here's a new one I'm like okay <laughs> yeah I think I'm a I'm a little bummed that the Microsoft store is closed because yeah. I think there was something kind of nice to be said about having those local places where you could go and you know kind of see just, how those things work I was just bummed because like ours was just like a, I mean we had a physical like big location downtown but like the one that was near me was just like a mall kiosk oh really i mean like slightly bigger than a mall kiosk but like that's all it was had a like a big tv where you could play games you could buy games there you could buy consoles there and you could get like help and i literally just walked in i'm like hey here's my thing they're like you want a new one i'm like that would be ideal huh and yeah, that you wouldn't think that there would really be that much cost associated with running. No, no, and yeah. that's what that's what like if even if they went to something like that, it seems like it would be yeah. better than not having them. The one here was one of their like flagship stores, mm -hmm. and so it was in Bell Square, which is kind of a ritzy mall, and it was huge. <laughs> I mean, like it was yeah unnecessarily large. like a huge Apple yeah. store type. I would guess I would guess the the Microsoft store in Bell Square was actually bigger than the Apple store yeah. in Bell Square, so. Yeah. yeah, that that's ours was in the uh what's the Richie Mall in the yeah. downtown that's owned by the church. Not Crossroads. Yeah. Well, I can never remember the name I don't of that one. Either. City Creek, City, City Creek. Creek, yeah. Yeah, that so City like, Creek's a like Rolex store, Cartier, and a Microsoft store. Yeah, that's kinda how Bell Square is. It's it's really ritzy stores. So 
let's see. And finally, I guess if you have a working Xbox Series X controller that doesn't have drift, hopefully yet. Um, the uh, let's see who did it. Tim O'Wolf, and I don't know who he is. Um, but I think he works for Microsoft, tweeted the other day, I mean, a bunch of people sent this to me, that uh, if you have a Series X controller and you're frequently pairing it to your console and, uh, let's say, your phone because you're using um, either, like, remote play if you've got an iPhone or you're using um, Xbox, X, uh, Xbox Cloud, X Cloud. Um, you can actually, it'll actually remember the last system you had it tied to. So like, I didn't know that. And this week I accidentally, uh, synced mine to my iPad, which then desyncs it from your, your console. So you have to go back up and like push the button. But apparently, let's see, I'm going to, I'm going to read his tweet. So using your Xbox series X controller with a console and a PC mobile for Xbox game pass frequently, the Xbox series controllers can memorize syncs. So if you hold the sync button, it'll recall the last mobile or PC device and it'll start flashing two to three times. But if you double tap it, you will actually switch back to your Xbox. So if you want to, you double tap it and it'll connect to your Xbox. If you hold it, it will connect to your mobile device, which is kind of convenient because, uh, I didn't do that. And then I had to stand up and I'm really, really not a fan of standing up. So, um, the only real bummer about this is that does not work with an Xbox wireless adapter. So if you have the little like USB plug that you shove into your computer, it will not do it with that, which unfortunately I do. But, uh, between your Xbox and mobile devices, apparently you double tap to get to your Xbox and you sync it to get to your mobile. So that is pretty cool. Um, you have uh, one of the little controller holder things that hold your phone and clips to your Xbox controller, right, Call? I do. Does yours fit your Series X controller? I haven't tried it. I've got like 12 controllers. Haven't needed <laughs> to uh, do that. Like, I just have a controller upstairs that is now just dedicated yeah. to holding my phone. It's I... next to the one that's dedicated to my Xbox up here. Yeah, I do too. Um,. And I was very surprised to find out that my that they're different enough shape that my clip does not clip to my Series X controller, which I thought was really strange because looking at those controllers, I'm like, I don't know, they're identical, right? They, I mean, mostly. How many, how many controllers can sync up to one Xbox? Um, I believe four. I so believe. I can sync up... I think I have enough that I can sync up four to one of my Xboxes and then still have two left over if anyone wants to play on another Xbox. Yeah, I think I have. I've gotten rid of a couple of mine. Um, just I've as only I've, bought one. Yeah. Like, that was literally. I I had to send one back when I sent back my series, my Xbox One um, as part of all access. And I sent another one when I sold my Series S. So I'm down two. And I think I have six total now ish um although my white series s controller um i actually broke the thumbstick on it the other day so kind of a bummer not bad it'll still work but like the the it's got like a kind of a casing around it that slipped off and and cracked so whatever i've got a lot of them okay looks like it is dylan oh wait shoot I was going to say it's time for Vinny, but Vinny didn't send in a question. So. Hey, oh, it's Vinny's birthday, so he gets a pass. Wait, is it Vinny's birthday today? According to Facebook. Oh, well, happy birthday, Vinny. I apparently have not been on Facebook today and or didn't notice that. So we're going to give Vinny his birthday off. 
Happy birthday, Vinny. He's uh, He was old enough to drink last year, so he must be, what, 22 now? Sure-ish. Maybe 23. Seems fair. I don't know. Unless time is an illusion. It could be 30 by now. I don't know. So I'll be completely honest. I feel like I, I'm a, like a kind of a big Douglas Adam Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy person. So I was pretty excited to turn 42. And I feel like I wasted most of the year of 42 stuck in quarantine. So I might just do that over again. Is that okay? Time's a flat circle. Yeah. So I'm 42 now. I've just decided. Um, It'll be okay. Happy birthday, Vinny. Uh, We'll skip Vinny this week, and we're going to go straight to Megan. Megan says, this Sunday is Valentine's Day. I thought I'd ask something fitting for the holiday. All three of you have been with your wives for a while. What is your favorite thing about them? Yeah, she puts up with my shit. (laughs) I will be completely honest, Cole. So I read this this question to uh, my wife, Brooke, today. And uh, she's like, if Colby doesn't say she puts up with his shit and lets him decorate their entire house in Star Wars, he's a damn liar. (laughs) So my neighbors are getting their lawn mowed right now. It is... It's February. 40 degrees outside. <laughs> it was 27 degrees this morning. Their the lawn is frozen. Coming. You gotta do it now. No! You gotta do it now. You don't. Anyway, yeah, Colby, I believe you're right that it is just like being married to you and continuing to be married to you. Is... Like, she, she doesn't yell at me when I pause a movie and tell her, like, a fact that's like five minutes long and she's like that had nothing to do with ever i'm like yeah i know just popped into my brain had to tell someone she's like cool (laughs) can i tell you my favorite thing about your wife what's that it's that if you gave her a list of 10 animals the odds of her identifying 50 percent of them is zero (laughs) yep (laughs) so so story time um my my kid was reading a book the other day it was a book on animals, and I just hear my wife go like, "That's amazing! How did you know that?" And I don't know what my kid said, but um, I just like pop my head, and I'm like, "What did she say?" And she's like, "She told me that penguins have wings but couldn't fly." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, like you knew that, right?" She's like, "No." I'm like, "What? What?" And she's like, "I didn't know that." I'm like, "What? How?" She's like, "Well, why would I know that?" I'm like, "I, I don't know. That's like." <laughs> It's one of those things I've never had to think about why you well, why would do you know, know that. that. Have you like, ever seen a penguin flying? You've seen plenty like, of penguins. <laughs> I'm like, we've been to both the zoo and the aquarium. Did you just think that, like, the open air part of the, like, zoo, they're like, ah, like, if, if you fly away, it'll be fine. <laughs> they clip like, their know, wings. I just, <laughs> I just never really thought about it. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> and then, then the other day I told my kid that sna- uh, slugs were just snails that lost their home. And then I turn to my wife and I'm like, you know that snails and slugs are like a different thing, right? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you didn't. <laughs> I I would say probably once every three months or so, Colby tells me a story about his wife not knowing what an animal is or not being able to identify some sort of animal. And I think it's absolutely hilarious. And she's just the she's you know, she's so sweet you know like how like people have like face blindness uh-huh. like she has like animal blindness like it's hilarious I, it's absolutely i could probably hilarious. convince her that ducks and chickens were like the same thing and probably she'd go like eh, makes sense 
<laughs> she's a very sweet girl. I think you should also point out that she's what a year or two older than I am. So it's not like I Colby... think I should point out she has three degrees. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Colby married like one a... of them is not in biology. None of None them, of are, them in are in biology. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what's uh, what's your favorite thing about your wife, Dylan? Um, I guess kind of along the similar vein is like. I have not changed a single bit, as in, like, we watch Star Trek, we play board games, video games, play Dungeons and Dragons, like, so it's like, I don't know, having a friend around, I guess. Um, not exactly that our interests are necessarily the same, but we kind of just do fun things yeah, all the time. Yeah, no, I get it. So, Dylan's wife um, is just the sweetest girl, too. She's she's real nice. Uh, she's an incredibly like talented to- painter, too. I don't have to go to my room to watch like a fantasy movie. Like yeah. that's like it's it's everything's kind of fair game, so that is cool. Uh I've been married for let's see. Longer than I've been alive. Not quite. Close though. Probably cl- <laughs> not that much <laughs> I mean like Dylan, pretty close. Like I think I'll have been married very close twenty four years this September. So it's been a been a while. Um I'm also trying I really was in hard in kindergarten when he uh <laughs> I uh, got hitched. I are you guys familiar with like when I say the Poconos? What that is? Yes. So there's, it's like a it's like an area of like Western Pennsylvania, I think, like that that kind of area that is really it's like a kind of tourist kind of place, and I think it's like when you see. Uh, like movies and TV set in like the 50s and 60s where like families would go like we're going to go on holiday for the summer and like the Catskills or the Poconos like that's where they would go Um, but there's three hotels out there that are just like they've been around since like the 60s or 70s and and are super well known for like being like a kind of like romantic getaway resort but it's the kind of place where you know your hotel room is going. Some of the hotel rooms out there have a two-story like martini glass, like jacuzzi that you can chill in, um, or like you know they all have like heart-shaped jacuzzi tubs and heart-shaped uh, like beds and shit. And I'm trying so hard to convince my wife that for our 25th anniversary we should go to the Poconos, but it's not. It's not going well so far. It's not not going well. So that's not what I love about my wife. I was really. I'm like, yeah. Where's this you going? You're both of the Poconos. I, I, yeah. No. Unfortunately, that is not what I love about her. Um, I, I think that uh, she's just great. Um, she hard disagree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's okay. No. She. Uh, <laughs> She's like really just kind of like the glue that holds our entire family together. Um, she's a great mom. She takes great care of Carter. Um, I am a, like a passingly okay parent, I think, and she's she's way better at it than I am. Um, she also remembers where all my stuff is, which is really nice. If it wasn't for her, I would never be able to find anything. Um, and I think like Dylan said, like that when Brooke and I met, she wasn't into a lot of the stuff I was into, but like is super nerdy now. Um, I, I really remember, I think the, the biggest turning point in my entire life was, uh, so right before I moved to Seattle, so it was probably seven years ago. Uh, like one day Brooke was like, do you want to go to Comic-Con? I'm like, Comic-Con's tomorrow, honey. She's like, yeah, I think we could still get tickets. I'm like, why do you want to go to Comic-Con? <laughs> and she was actually the one that got us to go to our first one, which was a, like, 
pretty much a complete 180 from probably where she was when we first met. So we, uh, I was there with you. You were there with us. It was, it was pretty okay. Um, and we've gone every year since then. So except last year because they canceled it probably, probably for the best. Um, but yeah, no, she's just great. She's super fun. We have a great time together. We do. I mean, we're so codependent that, I mean, we have not left the house together or, you know, separately in, I don't know, probably a year since the quarantine. So it's, uh, my car's just been sitting in the driveway because there's never a reason to have two cars because we just go everywhere together. Um, but it works. It works great. So good. Next question. Um, and this one I think is slightly tied, I guess. Uh, Fear 13 wants to know who is your gaming. I, I read your kids next. I'm like, how? <laughs> who is your gaming waifu? Is that the correct way to pronounce that word? Sure. I think I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not hip to the, just, uh, I mean, I know what a waifu is guys, but, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell me so I can make sure that you guys know. A waifu is the word for an anime character, which is your wife. <laughs> According to Urban Dictionary. I think uh, this one probably is better. A term for a fictional character, usually in anime or related media, that someone has great and somewhat sometimes romantic affection for. Um, I don't watch anime, really. <laughs> but it's your gaming waifu. My yeah. gaming waifu. Um, yeah, so a character from a video game. Gah. I just hope Cliff goes with like Garrus. <laughs> no, I like the, the, the I just ch- want to be held in his strong arms. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like the crazy chick for Mass Effect 2. Jack. <laughs> yeah. She's she's my 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 dream girl. Um I think that my biggest problem with video game characters in general is that I don't think I would relate to most of them and most of them are are either so poorly written or so stereotypical that I don't really find them like necessarily appealing I guess um I don't know do you guys do you guys have a a legit answer for that (sighs) oh uh the 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 one girl from uh Red Dead 2 I liked her a lot um like tomboy girl oh yeah she was pretty great she was awesome yeah the one that you eventually like she kind of became a like she formed her own gang and yeah yeah she was good that's a good call that's a good call um but other than that like i know yeah right i think that's the problem though is is like either they're written so like my my answer is never going to be like what who was it Aerith? Aerith? what's her name for final fantasy 7 like, it's never going to be her because I didn't play that game, but also, like, meh. Um, so, so I did search search for uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Red Dead Redemption 2 Woman, just thinking that it might pop up. Yeah. And people also ask, can you get laid in Red Dead Redemption 2? How do you get the women in Red Dead Redemption 2? Oh. <laughs> and I just, I want to meet the person who's like, I'm just going to type in, how do you get the women in Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> I don't know. I get to women. <laughs> yeah, I I'm just not sure. I think I think the problem is is like I think almost all like not all and I think it's getting better than it was, but like so many women in video games are just like entirely male gaze. Yeah, that yeah. I just I the entire thing kind of is weird. I don't know. I'm not sure. 
Dylan, do you have a do you have so a better answer? So what you're saying is you think that they should leave in the Miranda ass shots in Mass Effect? No, I absolutely do not. Did, did I put that in Troll Corner? Uh, I think we talked about it last week. No, we didn't because I don't think it. Had, I don't think it had been announced yet. Had it? No. Maybe. I maybe. Think, I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah. No, I think they absolutely should remove those. Absolutely. <laughs> or add an equal number of Garrus shots. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, Dylan, what were your thoughts, man? I keep interrupting you. I don't know. Bayonetta. Yeah. She'd kick my butt. She's pretty cool. She's there. pretty cool. Uh, Sadie Adler. That's Yeah, her. yeah. She was good. She was real good. She was real good. All right. Next question. Uh, my kid, Carter, triple triple eighty eight asks, what is your favorite sea animal? What's Otter's Amy's pretty. favorite sea animal? <laughs> Plan. <laughs> we'll find out. All right. So, Dylan, while while Colby's finding out what uh... just, just wait, just wait, just wait. Oh, okay. Are, are you going to call her? Oh, you betcha. Okay. Do you think this will confuse her? Probably. Hello. Hey, you're on the podcast. We have a question for you. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> okay, how can I help you? Uh, what is your favorite sea animal? My favorite sea animal uh-huh. for sure would have to be a dolphin. Okay. Okay. Well, you you got you That's got an animal that lives in the sea. So you were afraid I wasn't going to name something from the sea, <laughs> or that I couldn't name something from the sea. Either I mean, both. Either of those. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank I, you. I guess that's understandable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Oh, uh, excellent. What's your favorite sea animal, Cole? And could do you think she could tell the difference between a dolphin and a porpoise? Oh, dear Lord, no. Do you remember Flipper, if it was Flipper was a dolphin or a porpoise? Brooke and I were talking about that yesterday. He's a dolphin. Okay, that goes. Uh, favorite sea animal? Uh, I, I would say squid, but I actually like octopuses better because they're pretty awesome. Octopuses are awesome. And see, that the I, giant squids are pretty cool. And I told Amy about, like, for about, I don't know, three or four minutes last night about all about blue whales. Blue whales are cool, too. Blue whales, 100 feet long, 350,000 pounds. That's a lot of pounds. Like, their their tongue weighs more than an elephant. Their, yes. Yeah. Their heart weighs, like, 400 pounds. You can walk around inside of it. Like, a full-grown adult can walk inside of a, a blue whale heart. That's so wild. I, I thought we were getting into, like, biblical things. <laughs> No, no, that's different. <laughs> Let me tell you about a man who did that. <laughs> My name is Jonah. Um, I was going to say octopus, but since you said octopus, I will not say octopus, and I will say manatee because. So I, oh, I was going to say manatee. <laughs> I was. I will point out that I watched a show, a documentary last night, and it was all about like uh, ocean critters and stuff. And uh, I don't know. They talked a lot about capybaras and how much time they spend in the water. They're semi-aquatic, though. I don't know if that counts. Have you seen baby ones? Yes, they're so cute. I want, like, 12 of them. I follow Capybara every hour on Twitter. <laughs> it's, like, one of my favorite. They're just so cute, and they're friends with everyone. And Well, except caimans. Oh, really? Well, and leopards. Well, There's a reason that they spend a lot of time, time in the water. water. Yeah, that's fair. It's because because leopards or whatever right. can't swim very well. They're friends with everyone that doesn't want to eat them, Call That's what I'm saying. The alligator things. They can swim pretty well. When I lived in Michigan, um, the the Detroit Zoo had like I don't know a herd of like 
I don't know, 200,000 capybara. I don't know why they had so many of them. And they just put them in every habitat. I don't think there was actually a capybara <laughs> habitat. They just put them in with everybody else. So they're like, this is the flamingo habitat. For some reason, there's 30 capybaras in here. And I love it. Our does that too, except replace capybaras with like a cinder block or a bucket. <laughs> and they're like, the animals can play with it. It's enriching. I'm like, I don't think it is. Yeah, that too. That was a joke for Cliff. (laughs) Or anyone who's been to the Hogle Zoo. Yeah, Hogle Zoo tries real hard. It's gotten better. Yeah. It's gotten better. It has. It has. Um, The manatee, I love. Um, When we go to Disney World, they have two manatees in the Living Seas um, aquarium. And we will literally spend like a half hour there just watching manatees eat lettuce because they're adorable and giant and fat. Walruses are also great. I like walruses a lot. So, um, yeah. What about you, Dylan? Yeah, I was going to say manatee. Lately, I've found myself like at aquariums just staring at the manatees for an extended amount of time. Their noses are so cute. I just want to boop them. Um, it's so weird how you could be so big and so graceful in the water. It, I'm just, certainly like, tumble not. and spin yeah. and narwhals I will, I are pretty point great. Out that last night when we were watching the thing, there were manatees, and Amy did ask me, "So, do those come out of the water?" I'm like, "No, no, they don't. <laughs> they both definitely do not." It's <laughs> like, well, like walruses and stuff do. I'm like, true. These don't. <laughs> the uh, Tacoma Zoo has two or three walruses, and they're just so cute. They make the most ridiculous noises. I love them. I'd, animals are great. Uh, our deacon wants to know, what do you feel makes a good boss level? What makes a bad one? Oh, I totally forgot I played and finished Link's Awakening. Oh, hey, nice. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> I enjoyed it, and I don't think I've ever finished a Zelda is game that, before, so that was kind of cool. Is Link's Awakening the the newish one that got like yeah. redone? Yep. Yeah, the one they made all cutie. I got about halfway through that and got stuck somewhere, and just got frustrated oh, yeah. and never played it again. <laughs> good job. That yeah, was all right. Uh, good boss level, um, bad boss level. What do you think? I think a good boss isn't just a fight. Like generally, when you you do a boss, it should there should probably be some sort of puzzle element. Otherwise, and whether that's, I guess that could be its attack patterns, but maybe maybe doing something cooler than just dodging. Yeah. But like, how can you use its attack against it? Or do you have to make its attack hit a pillar so you can knock the pillar down onto the boss? Like, I think. I think that makes a more interesting boss encounter than just a big guy who does a lot of damage who you have to dodge 100% of its attacks. I think that's that's just boring. It's not really a good design. I like maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I would say that if you never if I never fought a boss character again in a game, that would be fine. Like I don't particularly <laughs> enjoy them. I think that oftentimes they, because of the kind of gamer I am, and by that I mean bad, um, they are often a, a, a point of real frustration for me. Um, and I I very rarely like them, and I find that, um, especially when you have, like, the end of Final Fantasy fifteen. I swear to God, you had to fight, like, nine bosses in a row it took like four hours to do the final 16 boss battles in that game and i hated it by the time i got done with that game i think i probably took like a full point off my rating 
just because the last four hours of an 80-hour game were stupid. Um, I, I could never fight a boss again and be absolutely fine with it. Don't like him. I think I'd probably be okay with that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what makes a good boss fight, but I know what makes a bad boss fight. And that is a boss fight in which you can't win. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, no. Because it's like halfway through and you've got to lose that boss fight. There, so, yeah, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I just don't like them. I just don't like them. Um, and I understand that, like, taking them out of some games would probably make those games not work functionally. Like, I don't know how... Um, I would like a option, like, if I play a boss fight twice, it's like, hey, hey, you just want to skip this? Yeah, King, I'd be like, okay. Kingdom Hearts 2 did that, it was awesome. If you were, mm-hmm. if you were getting, if you were losing too bad, Mickey Mouse would come in and say, like, <laughs> let me help you! And, Woo-hoo! yeah, and, you suck. yeah, and would help you beat that boss, and I thought that was great. Um, Whoa, nothing's more degrading than Mickey Mouse good? coming in <laughs> telling you you suck. Um, I also don't like bosses that have too many phases. Um, oh like, I don't think there's anything... There's a few in, uh, like, CrossCode. CrossCode, oh I've, my god. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and CrossCode and, um, actually The Mummy Demastered. I thought both of those were, like... I think... The, I, only, I think each one of those only had two. I think there was a couple that had three. And my problem is, mm. is, like... Uh, the worst problem about a boss with too many, like, modes is that you almost always will die at least a couple times memorizing what the modes are. And I don't ever want to do that. I just, I'm not interested. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess I think what would make a good boss level is not ever have big bosses and only have mini bosses. Like small bosses are fine. Like I don't mind fighting someone who's hard ish. Um, but that doesn't have all the like crap that goes along with a big boss. So I don't know. Uh, Elsrath52 wants to know what's the best Mario game versus the worst one based on story graphics and how many time Yoshi shows up. So I, I'm, I guess like automatically a game where Yoshi doesn't show up is not a good Mario game. I, I'm not sure how that works. Um, I think from my standpoint, Super Mario or I'm super. I've played like five Mario games. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Um, to me, the the Mario Brothers on the Super Nintendo is that Super Mario World. Super Mario Brothers oh. World. Yeah, Super. That one is the best one of the ones I've played, and the worst one is Odyssey. But I've only played four, <laughs> five. So yeah, I've played one, two, three, Mario World, and Odyssey, and I've like sprinkled through the other ones, but I haven't played more than a couple levels. Um, I did not care for Odyssey though. And I've only played one, two, three. World and 64, and those are all really good games. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I guess the worst one would... I don't know, it's hard, because, like, 2, like, isn't, like, a traditional Mario game, but it's not bad. It's weird, but it's, it's super fun. It's not a traditional. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I would... I, I Did you not play Odyssey? No. I should send you my Odyssey cart. I didn't like it. <laughs> Here, Cole, play this game. I didn't like it. <laughs> Eh, whatever. What do you think, Dylan? Um, I probably like Super Mario Bros. Three the best. Sure, it's a good one. Um, also sixty four, but if I go three D, I guess. Um, and the new Super Mario's U is probably not 
I think it was a two samey from the one they did on the Wii. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'd probably put that one at the bottom. Fair enough. Uh, Big Chappie wants to know, what is the best home base hub world? Peach's Castle in Mario 64, the Normandy from Mass Effect, and Sanctuary from Borderlands, name a few. Basis hubs can be fairly different in some games, so this might be a two-part question. What's your favorite, like, hangout spot in a video game? I definitely like Peach's Castle and Mario 64, because... It was so cool that you jumped into paintings to go to the different worlds. Oh, that's cool. Like, it's just, like, that's, I think, one is one of the coolest things. I don't know how many games, I mean, I don't even know how many games did something like that before. Like, I think that was probably a pretty new, idea. cool yeah. idea, too. Definitely like that. I I would say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have two answers. Um, and one is, I really liked the... Um, the kind of, I don't know, was it called the farm in Destiny? Where it had, like, the soccer field and then, like, the kind of, like... Uh, yeah, the... I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Sure, people will know what you're talking It's not the farm. I mean, it was a farm, but in two, I don't know what it was called. Yeah, I liked that a lot. I thought that was a cool space. Um, and even the, the, like, the one that's kind of the home base in Mass Effect now is actually pretty cool. Um... But I think probably the funnest, like, kind of home base hub place that I've ever had was um, the one we built in Star Wars Galaxies. Like, it was, yep. it was, it was so strange to think about that because it was, it was an MMO. But like, you when you became part of the guild that we were in, they just like gave you a house. Um, and I guess like you probably know more than I do because I never got into the like management of the guild, but. Like, did you guys have to, like, build that? I was third in line. Yeah. Like, so was that, um, like, I mean, the, when someone new joined, did so, you just, like, build a house for them? Or yeah, yeah. That was part of the, because all of the, that kind of thing, you could choose to be, like, an architect and be able to make houses. Oh. And our, the leader was actually, I believe, a, like, mayor slash architect. Yeah. Um, Thing, and so he was in charge of the town, so he had like complete contr like control over all that stuff, but also could make houses. Yeah, it, but it was so cool because mm -hmm. it was just like it, there was this huge like building that was kind of like the the home base, and then everyone had these little houses, and people would sell stuff. They'd have like vendors that you could go buy stuff from, and it was like literally our own little city for like. I don't know, 40 people, 30 people, 50 people. So, I don't know. So before it closed down the servers, I actually went back on our server and managed to find where our town I was. I did too. Some of the houses were still there. Yeah, it was just, it was something that I thought was so fun. And I think it's so weird that, I mean, to the best of my knowledge, I, I don't know another mainstream MMO that really does that. Um, yeah. At least none, I mean, and I'm by no means like a... Uh, encyclopedic knowledge of MMOs, but it's the only one I've ever played that actually gave you a place to live um, yeah. that you as players shaped. And I thought that was so cool. Um, it, it really helped like a community. Thing. Yeah, it was, it was so neat. So I, I miss that. I miss that game a lot. Like I yeah. would, I would play that game again in a heartbeat. I think I've, and I think I've thought about that and I'm like, I'm not sure it would be the same without that guilt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, and I think that's the thing, like going back and playing it would be fun, but 
it's kind of like going back and playing WoW. Like, part of what made WoW fun was being in an awesome guild. But I wonder if you'd be able to find those people again. Or, I mean, at this point, Cole, I'll be honest, like, we could probably create that to some degree. You know, like, I know enough people that would enjoy that game, that would play with us, that we could probably start that game with a 10-person guild, you know? Yeah. Um, Um, I just miss that. I really do. So I was going to ask, and I mean, it's my go-to, but does like the different ca- uh, camps in um, Red Dead count? Absolutely. I think some of those were so those. good. Absolutely. Yeah. Like just making, like, you know, sitting down after breakfast and stuff. Yep. I, I always enjoyed those things. Yeah, I thought that was, and there were so many of them, they were so good. You know what's probably some of my least favorite are is uh, Division 2. Um, yeah. Because they were... It didn't matter how many times I went to them, I was always lost. And like you, because you'd open up new parts of them too, and all of a sudden there'd be this whole new place that I could get lost in. And they're like, "Go find Ted." I'm like, "Where's yep. Ted?" Because I don't, yeah. I, I'm, I'm lost in the White House. I don't know if I'm on the basement. I, <laughs> it's terrible. Yep. No, a hundred hated that. Absolutely hated that. Um, and the like tracking they gave you was not. Good. Uh-huh. Absolutely bad. So that was probably one of my least favorite. Uh, finally, Lee, uh, Joe Coleslaw. That, that was not the word finally. I don't know what word I just said. Finally. Uh, Joe Coleslaw is uh, talking about battle royales. And he says, what was your your like strat back when you played? And would you ever think about getting back into kind of the battle royale scene? <laughs> I, I never played. Like, I played like two games of PUBG. Uh, I played Fortnite for like maybe three hours yeah my my strat was to play with colby and then get killed and then watch colby play for about another 20 minutes and then we'd restart another game and then i'd get killed um and then watch colby play for about another 20 minutes really battle royale was not i i think in our first PUBG game i got like eighth place yeah i and you just watched me for yeah like 15 minutes my my strat was to draw fire away from colby long enough to um <laughs> that's weird my strat was to just have you draw fire so i could it was it worked out well for both of us i think so no i like the only i'll, I'll be honest the only battle royale that i think i would play at this point is apex um, and just because I think Apex does some really cool things. Um, I'm not interested in Fortnite because I don't like the building at all. Um, and I think to be good at it, you have to be good at building. And I think it's really dumb. Yeah. And PUBG just seems like a little too real for me, maybe. Um, like, it, I'm never going to be good at it. Um, but Apex, I think, brings some interesting things to the the kind of Battle Royale stuff. But saying that, I'll still never play it. So I, I prefer, like, big, like team versus team more than i like like one be all like i love like the battlegrounds and wow yeah um i just i just don't really necessarily like that even you know small teams against other small teams i don't like that i, I don't know well, it's just not to me thing. the thing is is i don't want to like in those kind of things either your choice is i die and i watch you play mm-hmm. or and i die and you like pull out of the game which is bad for you or i play it single player and i just spend most of the time loading so like it's not for me what do you think dylan um speaking of apex that is a game i i mean my win rate's still 66% nice. so I plan to keep it Never that way played that game again. but i have i've been kind of interested in actually playing that more um it does do some interesting things. I actually did play a game of Fortnite not that long ago just to kind of see yeah, yeah. how it was. Um, 
and it's an amazingly solid game still. I, I was kind of impressed. Um, I think the challenge with that is unless you play frequently, the map goes under such yeah enormous change that like literally nothing was the same from when I originally played it, which is kind of cool, but then literally you had, I had nothing to fall back on. I did actually get like second place though, which was, I was like, ah, I almost won a game <laughs> just playing out of the blue after a long time. So that was kind of cool, but, um, strategy wise though, generally kind of, I like picking an edge of the map because it cuts off one yeah. path that someone can sneak up on you. Um, even though it can kind of set you really far from where your destination ultimately is, but I, I find that to be worth it. Yeah. I don't like going into the hot zones very much. Um, because I'd rather play the game for a couple minutes than die in the first minute Same. and reload a new game. Um, even if it's more action-packed or not, I don't really care. Yeah. So I just don't think they're for me, honestly. Have you ever played the uh, 50v50 matches in Fortnite? No. Those are interesting. It's uh, I, th- I, I might have, actually. I don't remember. It's like you get to be on like, Team Blue or Team Red, and you just the goal is to kill the entire other team. Those are kind of fun. See, like hmm. that, I like. Yeah. Um, I just I just like the loading aspect of those. Like, I just... To me, the... To me, like, that I'm going to play for five minutes and then load for another five minutes is just not fun to me. I want to, like... Like, I think that's one of the things I liked kind of about Rocket League is that, like, it wasn't... Like, the getting to your next game, as long as there was another team to play, didn't take that long. It was, you know, your match would end, you'd be in another game, usually within, you know, a minute, unless, you know, there wasn't a match to be made, but... I don't know. Just not. I don't think Battle Royale is my thing. I'm not sure multiplayer, for the most part, is my thing, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, co op's great, but multiplayer is not really my jam. Uh, cheap free games this week. We're going to talk about a handful of things. Epic Games uh, this week is called Halcyon 6, which I have never heard of. It is a retro space strategy RPG with base building, deep tactical combat, crew management, and emergent storytelling. Um, Game Pass, we talked about these last week, but they're coming out uh, tomorrow, so day you hear this. Can, can you get this first one right? Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. It is neither... Are you sure it's not Final Fantasy VII, The Golden it Age? It is not Final Fantasy VII, The Golden Age. Um, it is not Final Fantasy VII. It is, in fact, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Come console, PC tomorrow. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution coming to Android and console tomorrow. That's the, like... Uh, zoo building game I guess um, I might check that out I kind of like zoo building games uh, Stealth Inc. 2 a game of clones coming to Android and console and Wolfenstein Youngblood coming to Android tomorrow um, so I actually don't know what day these come out sometime this month the Nintendo online games this month um, tell me if either of you have heard of any of these I've heard of no. prehistoric games. okay so Super NES it's- Psycho Dream. Let me see. I might have heard of that. Coming to Super NES, Doomsday Warrior, Psycho Dream, and Prehistoric Man. Never heard of any of them. And then coming to the NES, Fire and Ice. That's a, a like a Toys R Us kind of thing. So, like, I don't... I don't know what they're doing here. Like, did they already give away all the good... Like, are our memories of Super Nintendo games just like, oh my god, there were so many good games and I there mean, was actually eight... 
I'm going to point out, yes, yeah. like of games that they probably have access to that they can, you know, because you're not going to get the Secret of Mana. You're not going to get Final Fantasy, you know, six. You're not going to get any of those of like good ones that they have, you know, that they can put on there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is it is the reason you're not going to get those is just because Nintendo's not willing to pay the money? Or is it oh, yeah, because... Oh, 100%. Because I'm, I mean, some of them, like, they might not be able to get... Like, I don't know if they could actually get, like, Final Fantasy VI. Though they did for the, the mini, so yeah. I don't know. Right? But maybe they, maybe they don't want to pay the licensing fees for that. I just think that, like... I don't I don't know exactly what has been on here and what's not. I don't pay that much attention to it. Um, but I've got to think that there are better games than those three to put out. Um, mm. I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe this is really you know we've gone through the cream and this is what's left. But come on, that's fine. All right, uh, final two things we're going to talk about just quickly. A couple things in Troll Corner. Uh, Warner Brothers has managed to get the Nemesis systems patented. So. They've been trying to get this patent for, I don't know, like four or five years. I think it was since 2016. They've had it uh, actually disapproved numerous times and have redone the patent to do it. Um, and so, like, if you've never played... Um, oh, shoot. Shadow of yeah, War. Yeah, Shadow of War, Shadow, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, and I've only played it briefly. So you've played it more than I think I've, Dylan. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the Nemesis system is essentially you are trying to kill bad guys. And when you kill a bad guy, essentially you anger other bad guys that are aligned with them, correct? And and they will come and try and kill you? Is that um, simplistic? I think sort of. Um, the idea, too, being if you go fight the bad guy and you fail at killing the bad guy, that bad guy gets stronger. Ah, okay. Um, there's also kind of like a, a, a hierarchy tier um, tree. So like um, if you if you kill someone in the middle tier, someone will get promoted from the lower tier to fill uh, in those gaps as well. Sure. So I think it's a, it's a little more complicated, but yeah, um, the idea is that like these these bad guys in the background your nemesis is nemeses are they are um they're not just static characters in the game like they are evolving and um that sort of thing and i don't know if that like there's other things involved with that too because each each um bad guy has its own sets of traits that like anger them or this or that or they have certain weaknesses and resistances so i don't know if that's a part of it too um i don't know how in depth the nemesis system actually goes um it's it's one of those things though that like it's it it's interesting that this kind of made news this week because i think probably two or three weeks ago i actually retweeted a tweet that said like man the nemesis system everyone was talking about it when it came out like i can't believe that it's never really made it anywhere else and then, like, this week, the, the news broke that they actually managed to patent it. And I think that the real problem with this and the reason why I put it in a troll corner is just because nearly everything in video games is built off of other things in video games. Um, and the idea of patenting, like, I'm, I'm okay 
well, I guess I guess what I would want to back up and say is the patent system in the United States is grossly broken, like horrifyingly broken, and it it leads to patent trolls and people that patent things only not because they ever want to build something on it, but just because they want to charge other people licensing for it. Um, it's it's a very very broken system, and it has been for a number of years. Um, like it makes the copyright system look like pretty fully functioning and and great. Um, but I think the reality is is the, is I understand you taking a piece of tech you built and patenting it and then licensing it. Um, I understand that the Unreal Engine is a a patentable thing that that probably should be licensed, but that something like this, which is an amalgamation of other things that other games have created, and then an idea seems like something that probably should not be patentable and which is I would guess why it took so long for it actually to get patented. Mm-hmm. They had to find the right person to go like, yeah, it seems legit. And all it really does is stifle innovation in other games and other game systems. And I'm guessing will lead to people getting sued by Warner Brothers for things they did not foresee as being part of a patent like this. Um, and I think yeah. the worst part hit people are probably indies like AAA studios will probably just license this whereas indie studios will get sideswept by it and end up uh getting in trouble for something they they didn't think of so i don't know do you guys does that make sense to you or am i way off base yeah. i mean it's, it's really interesting because i know games specifically are something that's very hard to patent in the first place yeah. so i don't know if I mean, if you can convince someone that you deserve some sort of protection. So I know, like, um, Magic the Gathering, like, how you you play your land cards and you tap them for mana, they actually own the patent on that. Really? Like, it's a... Because it's, it's so specific. Interesting. So and that's the trouble, is you have to have something that is so specific. And I guess... I guess that's how they managed to actually get this is because it is a super specific thing that's happening in a game. Like, it's yeah. weird. I don't know... I don't know if I agree or disagree with it. Um, I'd be curious to see how they actually define that system. Because yeah. I know just like creating mechanics within games is is incredibly hard yep. to patent. Um, unless it's things like tapping land in for for mana generation and magic, like which is so weird. Like that but other than that, like that's literally like the only thing I think they have a patent on yeah. in the game of Magic the Gathering or something like um, I remember going down that rabbit hole and like learning about how you can protect your games and it's like you basically can't in a yeah. lot in a lot of ways which is why I think you see so many derivative board games and things yeah. um, it's you're very free to take something um, and and innovate on that which I guess is kind of cool um in a lot of ways um and a lot of things it's like it takes so much work to make a game anyway it's like you're not you're not really losing anything by letting someone else like no one's going to come steal that game from you like it just doesn't it's not it doesn't actually happen that way and that's why i'm in favor of things like protecting um companies from things like asset flips where they come in and take a game and just flip the assets and sell it for cheaper or literally it. repaint yeah. it and like donut county yeah. colby and i were talking about donut county last week and what a good game that is and when that game got announced someone did like a kind of a not even an asset flip but they just made like a really crappy knockoff of it um and put it on the the, the ios store and like that's kind of crappy where someone you know you have an idea and you steal someone's idea 
um, and try and profit off it and try and profit off of, you know, the mistaken recognition, that kind of thing. Like, I understand to some degree why uh, I'm not anti-trademark or anti-copyright or anti-patent exactly. I just think that they're not very fair and they are probably, they go on for a lot longer than they probably need to in most cases. But uh, this just seemed... It, it seemed to me like the first time they told you no, you can't patent this. Like that, right. maybe one strike and you're out. Um, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't get to keep trying until. I mean, this game came out what like five or six years ago. Like that seems excessive, and it makes me wonder too about what about people that may have done something that infringes on that patent in the last five years? Can you retroactively right. sue them for that? So I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a lawyer, but I think this is dumb. That's that's what I, I think. am. Colby's a lawyer. Do you think it's dumb? <laughs> All right. Not actual legal, but not actual legal advice. (laughs) Could we ask uh, the the goofy lawyer on Twitter what he thinks? Because he is an actual lawyer, and oh yeah, he might have an respectable law guy, respectable lawyer. He's very funny if you don't follow him on Twitter. Um, Next thing we're gonna talk about is just gamers being dumb again. Um, CD Projekt Red, if you haven't heard, got uh, hacked um, last week, and it like (laughs) it's kind of dumb, but whatever. They stole a bunch of company data and it looks like they also stole the source code to the witcher 3 and cyberpunk 2077 so i mean like the good news of a hack like this is maybe someone will actually be able to fix it um but whatever the the problem i have is not i mean i have a problem with someone hacking it because that's just like it's kind of crappy um but the the problem i really have with it is the reaction from gamers that are like kind of doing the like nelson like ha ha to CD Projekt Red, like, there's no there's no positive output of a company getting hacked. Um, I mean, well, that's not strictly true. There have probably been positive. I will <laughs> say that the Sony hack had some very positive Yeah, the things, Sony so. hack probably did. Like, maybe when they hacked, like, the CoinIntel Pro um, yeah. <laughs> files. Like, I'm not going to say hacking's bad all the time. But, like, in this case, it, it, there was no, there's not really a positive output of this. Everyone already knows that CD Projekt Red is kind of crappy. Um and the only people's the only people that like is probably going to pay for something like this is actually the people that work there. Like this is going to make developers' lives harder. It's going to make you know whatever. There's, I, I just don't think that the the impact of this should be like haha. Project CD Red got hacked. Like that's not the the right thing. I don't think. I don't. Do you think I'm wrong, Cole? You can think I'm wrong. It's okay. I'm mostly just wondering about the fact that I don't think Dylan's sitting in a chair. No, he's on the floor, yeah. No, I'm on the floor. He's, uh, oh, okay. He's, uh, I, I can't sit on the floor for that long, but Dylan's young. No, no. And, <laughs> like, like, limber. It's not particularly. I sit for more than like 10 minutes and I would just be in pain. So yeah. I, I was mostly confused when you stood up and I'm like, there's not a chair there. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty, like, as weird as it was growing up, I was on the floor a lot. Like, we were in a really small house, so it's like my hobby space was on the floor in my room. Um, I definitely used to sit on the floor more, but then I got old, Dylan. And my dog, like, has been kind of weird the last couple days. He kind of hurt his leg, and so he's been wanting me to spend a lot of time on the floor with him, and it's just made me realize how old I am. It's not great. Uh, Anyway, do you guys have anything else before we call this a day? I'm going to say CD Projekt Red getting hacked a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say funny necessarily. Like, I would say it's a bit of comeuppance, perhaps. I'm, I'm just going to say anytime a big corporation gets hacked, I'm going to find it a little bit fair. funny. That's fair. 
let's see. We are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram slash Bite Me Podcast. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can come hang out in our Discord server with me hey, I'm and there. Colby and Dylan and lots of other fun people Ooh. by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. And you can join our Extra Life team by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. Um, you can also donate to our team there. So that is us. <sighs> Dylan, 